Okay, I went down a bit of a research rabbit hole with this one. Uh, this was the most requested topic after last season, so I wanted to get it right. But to be honest, the research left me with more questions than answers. I know, how can something like moisturizer be so puzzling? Let's break it down, shall we? Hello, I am your host, Shannon Lore, and I'm an entrepreneur, mother, and consumer who thinks a lot about what I buy especially when it comes to home, food, and beauty. I truly believe that taking charge of the toxins and pollutants in our own families is a huge step in changing the world. With many episodes under 10 minutes, I'll offer quick tips towards healthier, more sustainable living without overwhelm or shame. This is the Clean Living Podcast. In this episode, I'm not going to focus as much on what's wrong with conventional moisturizers at least not in the sense of like toxins and chemicals. I think you got the picture from the skincare episode last week. Yes, phthalates are also an issue with conventional moisturizers. Also, sulfates, fragrance, formaldehyde, ethanol, PEG, parabens, you get the picture. These can be found in many brands and products, and I'll go through ways to avoid them and some suggestions for cleaner moisturizers at the end of this episode. But first, I want to tell you about something else I came across in my research. What I discovered is that there is a camp of doctors, estheticians, and dermatologists with a pretty convincing argument that, in general, our skin doesn't need to be moisturized. At least, not with man-made lotions that come out of a bottle. And I don't know, maybe this isn't news to you like it is to me, but the more I thought about it and the more I read about it, it makes sense. When I see flaky or dry skin on my face or body, do I think, um, hmm, maybe I should probably be drinking more water, or maybe my shower was too hot, or maybe one of the products I'm using is drying out my skin? No, I automatically assume it's my skin that's the problem. So I slather on some lotion and I don't think twice that maybe it's the moisturizer I'm using that could actually be doing more harm than good. Just because I slather on some cream and don't see that flakiness anymore doesn't mean the flakes aren't still there and that I've solved the problem of dry skin. If anything, I've just covered it up. Clinical facialist Kate Kerr says, quote, in reality, All you're doing is compressing down that dead skin, stopping it from shedding naturally, and impacting your skin's barrier function. End quote. That makes sense, right? Logically? And to take it a step further, is my skin actually becoming reliant on this type of artificial hydration? Unless you're dealing with extreme circumstances like eczema, dermatitis, or uh, psoriasis, There are two things going on here. One, moisturizer or lotion out of a bottle reduces your skin's natural ability to exfoliate. In other words, the ability to shed dead skin cells and regenerate bright, healthy new skin cells on its own. And number two, moisturizer inhibits the body's ability to deliver its natural method of hydration to the skin from within. It's kind of like how we don't actually need soap That's right, you don't need to wash your body with soap. If that comes as a surprise, I'll do an episode on soap later this season. But that's true. Um, 
From my research, I learned that only true dry skin is in need of moisture supplementation and that true dry skin accounts for just 10 to 15% of the population. These are people who are born with this, this skin type and again, are the ones likely to suffer from eczema or dermatitis or women who are postmenopausal. But for the rest of us, it's worth an experiment to see if you actually need the moisturizers you use every day. I'm talking about those lotions that we slather on. The estheticians and the derms recommend giving your skin a 12-week break to see if you truly have dry skin or if your skin can start to self-hydrate from within. So yes, your water intake probably needs to go up, but whose doesn't? For your face, you'll still want to exfoliate and wear SPF, but they recommend a serum over a lotion. Hyaluronic acid comes in serum form and is a naturally occurring ingredient in the body. Um, I talked about it a bit in the skincare episode from last week, and I linked in the skincare show notes uh, the one that I bought. What about your legs, though, and, and your hands and your arms? Expensive serums aren't going to do the trick for hydrating the entire body. So if you do find that your skin needs a little extra boost, then coconut oil is the best option. Just make sure to apply the skin when it's damp to lock in the moisture. This is what I've always used on my kids. Uh, even my five-year-old has yet to be exposed to a shampoo or lotion because coconut oil has just always done the trick for things like cradle cap or dryness. I've just never thought to use it on my own body like all the time as a moisturizer replacement or a lotion replacement. Everyone's skin is different. So whether you do a 12-week detox experiment or you keep slathering on that lotion, the point, at least for me, is to start to rethink how many products our skin actually needs. The body is really good at regenerating itself, so I can't help but be convinced that the artificial products we're adding to our skin barrier could be doing more harm than good. For those of you cringing at the idea of going product-free or you know, tossing your beloved Aveeno from your daily routine, there are better products that we can reach for, okay? Even if it's not coconut oil. I mentioned this in the skincare episode from last week, but I really wanna drive the point today because again, everyone's skin is different. So what works for me isn't necessarily the right protocol for you. And that's where Skin Deep from the Environmental Working Group comes in again. They're not a sponsor. I, I don't even think they don't even know about this podcast, but I genuinely want us all to get into the habit of running new product purchases through the Skin Deep filter. I've gotten into a routine now, whether it's buying new makeup or a new exfoliating cleanser, to first search for the product name in the Skin Deep database. It's so easy to use. You can search by brand, product, or ingredient. And it just, it gives you peace of mind that you're either buying something EWG verified, which is the best option, or something that's ranked a one or two in terms of ingredients. As always, I've linked to my sources and product recommendations on the Clean Living Podcast website. For this episode, it's cleanlivingpodcast.com slash moisturizer. And while you're over there, do me a favor and subscribe to our email list. This is just an easy way for me to send you more info on new episodes as well as product recommendations. So then you don't have to go over to the website every time. It will just go straight to your inbox. All right. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Clean Living Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Lore. If you learned something from this episode, maybe it wasn't what you expected to learn, but it's something that you're now thinking about, share it with someone else who might be interested. Maybe it's your sister or a friend who loves, you know, her lubriderm ritual. And keep an eye out for next week's episode, which is a hot topic. Yes, I'm going there. Tune in next week for a deep dive on Botox. Botox.